You're listening to the weekly Parsha podcast recorded with Hashem's deep love, right here in Ramat Shemesh Israel, 5768-2008. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Ba'ah I'd like to focus on two different things that happen in this week's Parsha, two different stories, very important stories, and I'd like to contrast the two stories because there's a similar theme that runs between both of them, and there's a different effect and different outcome that came out of both of them, and there's of course a deep lesson that we can learn from them. So we have at the beginning of chapter 9 in Baloscha. So the verse tells us that the people of Israel, they gave the Pesach offering, the Passover offering, while they were in the wilderness, while they were in the Midbar. And there were a number of people, so the halacha is, the law is, that one cannot bring the Passover offering if one is Tameh, if one is impure, if he's touched a dead body, and he hasn't gone in the mikvah, and he hasn't gotten the ashes of the red heifer, the para aduma. So he is Tameh. Today, every single one of us, our tummy, we would not be able to bring the Passover offering. So then in the wilderness, they were able to purify themselves. And thus they were able to bring the Paschal Lamb. They were able to bring the sacrifice. So now the, the Torah tells us there were a number of people who were Tameim Lenefesh Adam. They were unable to become pure by the time it was time to bring the Paschal Lamb, which was on Yudal Nisan, the 14th day of Nisan. So they came to Moshe Rabbeinu and they complained. They said, Lamani Gora. Why are we going to be any worse than our friends? We're not going to be able to bring it. Let me read you the verses themselves inside. Perak Tess, this is chapter 9, verse 7. Vayemru ha'anoshem ha'hema ilav. Those people said to Moshe, Anachnu t'meim l'nefesh adam. We are impure. Lamani gora. Why will be any worse? Levilti ha'kriv es karban Hashem b'mayadoi. To be unable to bring the sacrifice of Hashem in its right time. B'seich b'nei Israel along with the rest of the people. Vayemru ha'aleim Moshe. Moshe says to them, Imdu v'eshma ma'yitzave Hashem lachem. You stand here and wait, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hear what Hashem wants to command you. So what happens? So Moshe Rabbeinu asks Hashem what he should do with these people. And Hashem says to him, what you should do is, on the 14th day of the next month, Yudal Iyar, so there's going to be a second chance carbon. There's going to be a sacrifice that's going to be called Pesach Sheni. Because these Jews, they were so anxious and desirous to do the will of Hashem, to be able to bring this carbon Pesach, to bring in this Paschal Lamb. So therefore Hashem made, it seems... Either there's one of two understandings of it. Either Hashem made a brand new halacha, a brand new law, that they could make up that which they missed from the previous month. Or there are those who explain that, no, this was something that Hashem was planning to give anyway. And it just came out because of these people, because of their anxiousness, because of their desire, their love for Hashem. So they were the vehicle through which Hashem was able to give over the law, which He already planned to give anyway. That's the first story that we find that's important that I'd like to discuss in this week's Parsha. The second story that I'd like to discuss is found at the beginning of chapter 11. The verse says, The people took to seeking complaints. It was evil in the ears of Hashem. So the verses go on to explain how they complain. They say, we have this man, all we eat all day is man, man, man. And we want meat. We remember that food that we ate in Egypt. We had, we had fish, we had watermelons, we had all kinds of delicious foods there. Today all we eat is mun, mun, mun. The Torah testifies over the fact that the mun was delicious, it was something of very special taste, and it was something that they would be able to cook in many different ways. And in fact, the Medrash teaches us that for tzaddikim, for the righteous people, so whatever they wanted it to taste like, it would taste like the thing that they desired. Nevertheless, there was a group of people, clearly it wasn't all of the Jews, but there was a significant group of people that were complaining about the man, and they were complaining about the fact that they missed having that meat, having that fish, having those foods, those delicacies that they were able to enjoy while they were in Egypt. So what happens? 
So Moshe Rabbeinu, he gets very upset by these complaints. And he says to Hashem, he says, Hashem, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I can't handle these people. I can't deal with them by myself. So two things happen here that are very important. The first is that Hashem says to Moshe Rabbeinu, if you can't deal with them by yourself, so we're going to take 70 people, 70 zikinim, 70 tzaddikim, 70 righteous people, and we're going to take from the Ruach, from the Divine Spirit that's upon you, and we're going to extend that Divine Spirit upon all of these 70 great righteous people as well. And interestingly, it's brought down that one of the effects of this was that when Moshe Rabbeinu would ask a question of Hashem, when he would learn a halacha or be time to teach something, so miraculously, through this divine spirit, the thing that Moshe Rabbeinu would learn, the thing that Moshe Rabbeinu would need to teach, would be instantaneously taught to all of those 70 elders as well. And they would have all the information, and thus, they were able to help Moshe Rabbeinu. Furthermore, if the people of Israel had some kind of complaint, they wouldn't per se come directly to Moshe Rabbeinu to complain anymore, but rather they would go to one of these 70 great tzaddikim, these great righteous people, and they could state their complaint to them as well. And thus they didn't always have to come to Moshe Rabbeinu, and his burden was eased. That's the first thing that happened. The second thing that happens as a result of this complaint, they were asking for meat, is that Hashem sends a tremendous amount of birds Seemingly, in a certain sense, it was miraculous. In another sense, it wasn't miraculous, because as the Ramban explains, Hashem only performs tremendous miracles in order to do something good, to bring a salvation to the people of Israel, to do something positive. But for Hashem to make a miracle in order to, to teach the people a lesson, which was a negative lesson that they shouldn't have complained, so that's something that happens in, in a more natural way. Thus, if you look at the verses, it doesn't say, the Ramban points out, it doesn't say that the, a great wind blew, like it says, by the miracle that happened that Yamsuf when the sea split. It doesn't say that. It says a wind blew, a regular wind, meaning it happened in a certain sense in a somewhat natural way. It was a more natural miracle, so to speak. And as a result of them eating this meat, so some people died later, some people died earlier, depending on their level. But... Because of their request, their ingratitude towards Hashem for the man that they had and their desire for something that they didn't really need, because of that, so they were punished and a tremendous amount of Jews died there. Now there's a point here that needs explanation. And that is that it seems to be that there are two opposite results of the fact that the Jews complained about the man here. One of the results on the surface would seem to be very positive, And that is that there were 70 people, 70 great righteous elders, who now received this divine influx, the Ruach HaKodesh. They were able to help Moshe Rabbeinu, and the way that they were able to help was because they received this unbelievable divine influx upon them. So that would seem to be something very positive, and and it made the burden for Moshe Rabbeinu much lighter. On the other hand, a tremendous amount of Jews died as a result of this ingratitude, as a result of this request. So how do we view this? Was it something positive? Was there was this a positive result? That there were 70 elders that now took part to help Moshe Rabbeinu, or was it a negative result? I once heard from one of my Rabbeim, Rabbi Moshe Brown, a very important and interesting idea, which was in a slightly different context, but it was really the same idea. And that is that when, when Moshe Rabbeinu originally was dealing with all of the people of Israel, so Yisro comes to him, his father-in-law, and he says to him, you have to stop doing this yourself. You have to stop trying to be a one-man show. And he says, what you should do is you should appoint many number of people underneath you, and people under them, and people under them, and you should have this whole group of people, and eventually if there are major questions, so they'll go from one court to the next court to the next court, and eventually it will get to you. But you're tying yourself out, and you're not going to be able to withstand this whole ordeal. Moshe Rabbeinu says, hmm, interesting idea, and he offers it to the people, and the people accept the idea. 
And we find at the end of the Torah that Moshe Rabbeinu berates the people for accepting this idea. Because in truth, they shouldn't have accepted it. They should have said, no, we want to hear the Torah directly from Moshe Rabbeinu's mouth. Moshe Rabbeinu was the one. Moses heard it directly from God. We want to hear it directly from him. We don't want second-hand information. We don't want third-hand, fourth-hand, fifth-hand. We're not interested. We want it directly from you. Interestingly, this idea of wanting it directly was something that they had already requested. Because when Hashem said to Moshe Rabbeinu that I'm going to speak to you, all the people of Israel will hear and they'll know that you are authentic and that your prophecy is authentic. So Moshe Rabbeinu said to the people of Israel that that's what's going to happen. The people of Israel said, no, we want to hear it directly from Hashem. Meaning that they understood that there's a greater idea, there's a greater level receiving it directly. They understood that. Nevertheless, when it came to Moshe Rabbeinu, they didn't act on that understanding. When Moshe Rabbeinu was the one who was giving them the Torah, they said, we're not going to take it directly from you. We'd rather have it from, from someone else. We'd rather have it secondhand, thirdhand. Thus we see that for them to be removed from Moshe Rabbeinu, for them to not be directly connected, not be able to directly access Moshe Rabbeinu, it was not a mila. it wasn't a positive thing, it was a very negative thing. That's why it was a result of the fact that they asked, they were complaining, the result of their complaint, the result of their desire for physicality, for some enjoyment, some sweets, some, remember, we remember, why did you take us out of Egypt? Their complaint, their ingratitude, the result of their ingratitude was a disconnection from Moshe Rabbeinu. And their disconnection from Moshe Rabbeinu was a disconnection from Hashem. And even though perhaps it did result in something positive, which was that 70, 70 people received the divine influx, they received Ruach HaKodesh, they received this, they did receive a direct connection from Hashem, but it was at the cost of the fact that the rest of the people of Israel were removed from their connection from Hashem. And thus we see that when a person's desire and focus, instead of being directed towards the spiritual, is directed towards the physical. So then Hashem says, Oh, is that what you want? Okay, you can go in that direction. You want to be physical? You want to be disconnected from me, says Hashem? You're going to be really disconnected from me. And that's why they passed away. That's why they died. Because they didn't understand that the only way to stay connected to Hashem was by appreciating what they had. Appreciating and having gratitude. Tremendous amount of gratitude. The man, this unbelievable food. It could taste like whatever you want. So it didn't have the texture, maybe, of the meat that they had in Mitzrayim, of the fish, of the watermelon. If that's what you want, if that's all you're concerned about, you lose your connection to Hashem, heaven forbid. Now let's come back to the first story that we mentioned. The first story was the exact opposite. This is the contrast that we need to see, we need to understand. And that is that originally, what was the first story in the parasha that we mentioned? The first story was, there were these people, that they were tame, they were impure, they weren't able to bring the carbon Pesach, the sacrifice of the Paschal Lamb. And they complained. What was their complaint? It was a totally different complaint. Their complaint was, Rebunishalayla, master of the world. We just want to be close to you. We just want to do your will. We just want to take part. We want to be part of the people of Israel in their spiritual connection, in their spiritual drive, in their spiritual quest to come close to you, Hashem. We've been left out. We want to also be able to take part, and we can't because we're impure. What was the result of that? When people have a desire to come close to Hashem, Hashem takes His right hand and He brings them in. He says, come my son, come, I'm going to give you a new mitzvah. You're going to have another opportunity for spirituality. You want spirituality, you'll get spirituality. That's what we see in the first story. And the second story, we see the exact opposite. The people, they were more involved, they were more interested in physicality. They weren't interested in food. They weren't interested in their connection to Moshe Rabbeinu. They weren't interested in their connection to Hashem. And Hashem says, if you're not interested in your connection with me, I'm sorry, but we're going to have to push you away. You're going to lose your connection. 
Because there's a concept in spirituality, the way that you want to go, the way that you desire, your path that you want to take, that's where Hashem sends you. If you desire Torah, if you desire spirituality, if you desire God, Hashem pulls you in, Hashem says, come my son, come my daughter, come my children, come, be close to me. The more you try, the more you want it, the more you have a desire, a cheshek for Torah, the more you place yourself in a surrounding of Torah, the more you place yourself in a surrounding of spirituality, the more you desire, you show your desire, your question is, your desire is your complaint, is Hashem, what about me? When am I going to have a chance to come close to you? When am I going to have access to spirituality? When am I going to be able to learn the Torah? When am I going to be able to understand another page of Gemara, another understanding in the Parsha, another understanding of your Torah, of the spirituality? When am I going to be able to sense your closeness? If that's a person's desire, Hashem says, Come, my son, you desire Torah, you desire spirituality, you desire life, you desire a connection with me, you're going to have that connection. You're going to have more of a connection. The more, the more you desire, the more it's going to grow. But if a person, his focus is on physicality, if his focus is on what I can get, and his focus is on, give me food, give me physicality, give me this thing, it's not good enough for me, what you've given me is not good enough for me. If that's the focus, Hashem says, you've missed the point. You're, you're lost. You're disconnected. If you want to be disconnected, you get more disconnected. Heaven forbid. Chas v'shalom. So we have to look at ourselves and say to ourselves, what is our desire in life? What are, what are we complaining about? Are we complaining about the fact that we don't have this physical comfort? Are we complaining about the fact that that guy, he's got more cars than me? That guy's a bigger house than me? Is that what we're complaining about? Or are we complaining about the fact, Hashem, I want to be close to you. I don't feel it. I don't feel that connection. Hashem, I don't feel that connection. It's hard for me. It's hard for me to daven, to pray with, with intent, to pray with kavana, to focus on the words. Is that my desire? Is that my focus? Is that what I'm looking for? Is that what my complaints are about? To Hashem. If that's my complaints about are to Hashem, so Hashem will draw me in. Hashem will draw us all in. If that's what we want, the more we want that connection to Hashem, the more Hashem will give it to us. I want to bless me and you and all of us that we should be indeed Zoha, we should merit to always have our ifos, our desires, our aspirations should always be for spirituality, for connection to Hashem. The more we have that, the more Hashem will bring us in, the more Hashem will draw us close to Him. Thanks for listening and a very good Shabbos.